Welcome to Recloseted Radio, the top-rated podcast for slow fashion founders. Whether you're thinking about launching a slow fashion brand, scaling an existing sustainable apparel company, or looking to make a brand more environmentally friendly, we have you covered. I'm your host, Selena Ho, and each week I'm sharing my proven strategies or interviewing industry experts. Without any further ado, let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Recloseted Radio. In today's episode, we are talking all about how you can increase sales. And I know that this is something that I have talked about before on Recloseted Radio, but those episodes did so well and we still get questions to this day about sales and scaling. So I thought I would do a refresh And I really wanted to dive in because over the years, we've also really fine-tuned our processes and our frameworks, and that's really helped us to be able to give our advice at large to our clients, and I'm really excited to be able to refresh your memory on how you can increase sales and also provide you some new information. So let's dive in. In order to increase sales for your brand and really be able to scale your brand, there are a few key pieces that we need to work on and I'm going to walk you through high level each of these four pieces today, but they are first and foremost, your foundation. Secondly, a strategy. Thirdly, your execution and dare I say a near perfect execution as much as possible. And then lastly, the power in order to get you there. And I know people say manpower, but I'm just going to say woman power in this episode, so bear with me. But you need the woman power to get there and you need the team behind you to help you as well. And we will talk about that too. As I mentioned, I will walk you through very high level all the things that you'll need to consider at each of those four key stages or pillars that I just outlined. So when it comes to your foundation, your strategy, your execution, and your team, what you really need to be considering and thinking about. And then if you have any gaps or questions under each of those pillars, then definitely jot them down because I think each of those four things are really crucial in order to set you up for success so that you can scale and you can increase your sales. So the first thing you really want to make sure you have down pat is your foundation. I say this all the time on the podcast and to our clients, but you need to have a solid foundation in order to succeed. If you don't have that, you may be able to get away with it for a few months or maybe even a couple of years, but probably not beyond that because your business is going to break quite literally. So it's really important that we make sure that you have a very solid foundation so that you can scale. When it comes to the foundation of your business, it is very important for you as an entrepreneur to know where you are going. So what that looks like is figuring out what your business goals are and not just figuring out next week or next month what you want to be doing, but really becoming a visionary and planning out what your 10-year plan looks like, your five-year plan, your plan next year, and then break it down by quarters, by month, by week and by day. And so that way your 10-year vision, you can just drill it down and figure out how you're going to get there. And I know some of you listening now might be thinking, 
Okay, but I don't even know what I want to eat for dinner tomorrow. So how am I supposed to know what I'm going to do in ten years? And while that's totally valid, I do think though, if you don't plan out where you want to go, you won't get there. If you are just going to muddle your way through this, you're not going to be as successful or go as far as if you approach this intentionally. So I really encourage you to get quiet and think about this. And this is stuff I have talked about before, but. Again, like if you don't know where you're going, then how are you going to get there, right? And just because you make your ten-year goal now, it doesn't mean that you can't pivot or change if things in your life change or you have a new perspective on things. It's important to think about where you want to take it, and I would encourage you to dream big because if you dream big and you aim for the stars, then you're definitely going to end up somewhere where you're really happy and you feel really fulfilled. So dream big, and even if it seems impossible to you right now, just know that that big ten-year vision or goal will be drilled down into a five-year plan, then an annual plan, quarterly plan, and a monthly plan, and then a weekly to-do list and a daily to-do list. So every single day and every single week and every single month, you know exactly what you are doing to chip away at your goals and end up where you want to be. This is an intentional exercise that we do at Team Recloseted, and we also get our clients to do as well. Because so often clients will come to us and they'll say that they have these big goals, but then they have all this stuff on their plate, and they're running around with their heads cut off, and they don't really know what to do, and they're just patting up fires, and they're burning out. And so, what we really focus with them is choosing their big, their big goal, and then figuring out what the big projects are that will get them to the goal. And just focusing on that. All this to say, your business goal is really, really important as part of your foundation because if you don't know where you're going to go, you can't steer your ship that way. So I'm not going to continue to harp on about this, but just really think about your ten-year, five-year, one-year, and then your quarterly, monthly, weekly, and daily objectives. The next thing that is really important to drill down is your product. I always talk about that customer-first approach and making sure that you always put your customers first. You always try to solve a problem or a pain point. And if you're one of our clients and you're listening to this, you're probably rolling your eyes because you've heard me say this so many times. But I always say that there's never too many times that you can hear this message because it's so important. But you cannot just make products for the sake of making products. You need to make something that people actually need and want, because when that happens, they'll be willing to pay for it. They're probably going to be willing to pay whatever it, it costs, and so at that point, it's less so a conversation about, oh, are you going to have a discount, or oh, I think this is too expensive, but more so a conversation around, when can I get my hands on this, and just take my credit card. I want this right now. And that's a completely different conversation because if your products sell for themselves, or your products market themselves because everyone's so excited and they're just telling everyone about it, then you know that you have product market fit, and it just makes your life when you're trying to increase sales or even scale your brand so much easier. So having the right products is so important, and that is crucial to your foundation. Because if you don't have something that someone wants, it's going to be really, really hard to try and sell it, and really, really hard to try to build a brand and a business off of that. Mindset is also equally important because you, as a founder, can only take your business so far 
as to how developed and how self-aware you are. And I don't know if that made sense, but essentially you are the ship captain, if you will, in this analogy. And if you don't have the training to get your ship where it needs to get to, then the ship can only go so far, right? And your mindset is definitely something you want to work on. I talked a little bit about mindset already in episode 82 and 83, where I talked about the mindset you need to scale your business and also how you can stop self-sabotaging your success. If you haven't listened to those episodes, I would highly recommend you go back and take a listen. And because those episodes did so well, I'm definitely going to have my mindset coach, Helen, back on the podcast and we'll do another interview so that we can really dive deeper because she is the expert. But for folks that are interested in our Conscious Apparel Accelerator Program or CAA, which is our program that scales and increases sales for slow fashion brands, she's actually guest teaching an entire module on mindset. So that'll be super exciting. And so anyways, mindset is really important. And that's why we do include it in our program, because I am a strong believer that if you work on who you are personally, you can level up and grow into the entrepreneur you need to be to run your business. It is so important and I'm not going to talk much more about it because I did already talk about it in episode 82 and 83. So go back and take a listen if you haven't already. Those are some of the foundational items you need to be successful. Again, you need to have your business goals and a plan and an idea of where you're going. Next, you want to make sure that your products have product market fit and your customers are really excited to get their hands on them. That's really, really important because that'll make your job when you're trying to sell and market that much easier. And then lastly, you want to work on your mindset. And this is not something that you're going to do magically overnight or over a weekend. This is something you continually work on. It's something even I'm working on all the time as well. So make sure that you make that time to work on your mindset. And if there's things you're not sure of, again, just jot it down and write it down so that you're aware of some of the gaps or the holes in your business and you make the time to go and fill those holes and solve those problems so that you can increase your sales and scale your brand. The next step after your foundation is definitely ensuring that you have the right strategy in place and you have the right plan to get to your goals. I found that a lot of founders, when they're just starting out, they tend not to want to spend money on consultants or help, and they tend to say that they're just going to Google for answers or watch YouTube videos. And, you know, while that's fine, I would say at the beginning, and even kind of iffy then, when you're trying to get to the next level, I think you really need to start getting tailored advice because You can spend hours and days and months and even years trying to DIY everything or do it yourself. But if you just pay someone for a few hours to help you, that could literally save you years or months or even really costly mistakes. For example, I've had people that had a discovery call with me or just had an interest in working with us. And they decided in the end that they were just going to go at it on their own. They chickened out. And then a few months later, they always end up coming back to us and saying that, you know, they didn't make any progress during those months. They spent all this money trying to do a bunch of stuff and nothing worked. And now they're coming back to us and really begging us to help them turn things around. 
And we always are able to help them. But you know, if they could have just done that from the get go and just really been able to set everything up earlier, then you would have been set up for success so much faster. And I think at the end of the day, like money is something that comes and goes. You can always make more of it. But time is finite. We don't have all the time in the world. So why would you waste your time trying to Google for answers? Or why would you waste your time trying to try a bunch of things and hoping something sticks? Like there comes a time where you need to invest in your business and you need to invest in your growth. And so getting the right strategy is so, so, so important. And if you even have a sliver of a doubt that something might not be right or you aren't really sure about something, I highly encourage you to seek help because that will save you so much time and money in the long run. When it comes to your strategy, there's three main things that I definitely focus on with our clients. The first one is your budget. So we need to make sure we know how much money is coming into your business and how much money is coming out of your business. The second thing in regards to budget is also your marketing budget, right? So a lot of them may not have tens of thousands of dollars for marketing, and that is totally fine. But with the marketing budget you do have, how do we maximize it and how do we get the most out of it and the highest return possible? That's something that we work through with our clients and I highly encourage you to look through your numbers and get really clear on every single month how much you can afford for your marketing and then determining what's the best course of action to get the best ROI for you and for your brand. After you figure out your budget strategy, the next thing of course is your marketing strategy. So really determining how you're going to continue to increase your brand awareness and reach new people so that you can continue to increase your sales, increase your clientele, and increase your reach. In addition to that, you also want to figure out how you're going to foster brand loyalty. And for your existing community of customers, how can you get them to return back? And how can you get them to tell their friends and family about it and foster that word of mouth? Your marketing strategy is important, especially if you don't have big marketing budgets like a lot of startup brands do. And so if you're in that situation as well, just really think carefully about how you can be creative and how you can really leverage organic marketing opportunities to increase your brand awareness and your brand loyalty. Another key piece of the strategy is your sales strategy. And this is quite interconnected with your marketing strategy because You do want to figure out how you can maintain your current customers, but then also expand so you are always getting new customers. But a key few metrics you want to look at is just the amount of customers that are purchasing from you. So you always want to make sure that that volume continues to increase. And then you also want to make sure you are always looking at your conversion rate or the rate of people that visit your site, but then actually check out because that's the thing that you really want to be measuring. And I will be talking about conversion rate a little bit more in the next episode and how you can continue to increase that. So stay tuned. But you definitely want to take into account your conversion rate. And then another thing you want to look at too is just your average transaction value. So every time someone hits purchase on your site, how can you make it so that they're not just checking out with $20? but they're checking out with $50 and then 100 and then maybe 150 Like, How can we continue to get that average transaction value to tick up? So you want to make sure you know how you are monitoring and increasing the amount of customers you get. 
your conversion rates, but also your average transaction values. Another really important thing that I will continue to talk about throughout the next few episodes is just your sales levers. And this is something that I have talked about before on Recloseted Radio, but that just means that if you need more sales one month or sales are down, what levers do you know are tried and true and will bring you revenue? And a sales lever is not discounting because I know a lot of brands will just automatically do 20% off, 40% off sale. And while short term, that may gain you more sales and revenue and you can potentially get rid of some inventory, in the long run, that is really harmful for your brand because you're going to erode your premium brand equity and people will just get used to waiting for your next sale to buy. You will essentially condition your customers to only buy from you when you have a sale. So they'll never be willing to pay full price for one of your items again. And I know that sounds really dramatic and drastic, but it is true because think about personally a brand that potentially you used to shop at and be willing to buy full price. And then you know that they always do sales. So now you're just going to wait until they have the next sale to buy something, right? Like that's just human psychology. And I don't want that to happen to your brand. So do not rely on discounting as a sales lever. Instead, think strategically about what else you can do to bring in more sales. And that's definitely something we work with our clients on, how you can develop healthy sales levers that aren't discounting. So to recap the strategy section, you really need to make a plan that makes sense for your budget. And you want to make sure you're maximizing your budget, especially when it comes to your marketing budget. Next, we want to make sure that you have your marketing strategy all firmed up and ready to go. So how can you continue to increase brand awareness, but also increase brand loyalty so that your existing customer comes back to you as well? And then lastly, you want to think about your sales strategy. So how can you really increase your conversion rates, your average transaction values, and your overall volume of customers? Now that you have your foundation, your strategy, what's up next is the execution portion. So the thing that really sets successful founders apart is the ability not only to just think about things, but actually execute it pretty flawlessly. And it's really important for you to pick and choose your battles and pick and choose what you're going to do. But then for the things you are going to do, for example, if you choose that Instagram is one of your marketing platforms, or you choose to use email marketing, or you try to do influencer campaigns, Every single thing you choose to do needs to be done really, really well and be a very good reflection of your brand. Otherwise, I always say to our clients, if you're not going to be able to do it well, then don't do it. There's no point doing things halfway. You need to go all the way. And in order to help our clients, because I know a lot of the times they have small teams and sometimes it's just them on the team, or maybe they have an intern, but We definitely leverage our processes, our systems, and all of our formulas and built-in templates to help our clients be able to churn out things really easily. And that can look like their monthly social media content, that can look like their influencer campaigns, that can look like their partnerships or their monthly budgets, but we have all these templates and these systems so that their lives are as easy as possible And they don't have to think too much about it, but they still are able to implement best practices and be successful. 
Seamless and effortless execution is definitely the name of the game here, and it is what you want to aim for. So if you're able to find some sort of consultant or person to help you like what we do for our clients, that's going to be so beneficial for you because even in talking to our clients, I know a lot of them just express so much relief and gratitude at the fact that they know exactly what they're doing. They're no longer running around like chickens with their head cut off. And I am not making this stuff up. This is exactly what they tell me. They're like, oh my God, I feel like my head's back on and I know exactly what I'm doing. And so obviously that makes me really happy to hear, but it just proves that when you have a plan and you have the solid foundation and you have everything you need in order to execute flawlessly, things fall into place. And I don't think it should be super surprising to you. And then the last thing that's really important is just having the woman power or the team behind you in order to push you to the finish line. As you grow and scale your business, you need to start to bring on more people because your business becomes more complex, the demands increase, and especially as you get more customers and you need to fulfill that demand, you need some help. And in order to be able to receive that help, you need to be okay with giving up control. And I know for a lot of entrepreneurs and founders, you can feel like your business is your baby and so you're very hesitant to let anyone else take care of it or let anyone else do something because you think that they won't care as much as you do or they won't do as good of a job or perhaps you feel that training and onboarding them will take more time than you doing it so you don't think it's worthwhile. But let me tell you that if you really want to increase your sales and scale your brand, you need to really be able to outsource and be comfortable doing that. Because there comes a point where there's so much on your plate and everything needs to get done, but it won't be able to get done to the quality or to the standard you want. And so you need to start to give it to someone else to do or you need to delete, right? So you need to delegate or delete in order to scale. And so building up your initial team so that you have the woman power behind you to scale is really, really important. And it doesn't need to be full-time employees right off the bat. You can start with contractors, you can start with part-time employees and really work yourself up to it. But it is important to figure out really what you're looking for and what you need to hire for. And then once you figure that out, how you're going to onboard them and train them and really make the time so that they actually make your life easier and not more difficult. Because I've actually had some clients where they try to do this all themselves and they find that they end up having to train and babysit and be with the person that they brought on. And it just takes them away from doing the task. And then really like nothing gets done and it's kind of a vicious cycle because the hire isn't great, so they have to hire someone else. And so that just throws them off really wanting to find anyone and then they're kind of back at square one. So doing this properly, especially if this is your first time really doing this in your business is really important. So making sure that you not only have the foundation, but the strategy and the execution, as well as the team behind you are really those four pillars that I find are so key in order to successfully increase your sales and scale your brand. Because if you don't have a well-oiled machine behind the scenes, then it's going to be really, really hard for you to get to that next level. And even if you, by some miraculous chance, do get to the next level, you may spin out and falter within a few months or a couple of years. So it's really important to make sure that you have all of your ducks in a row 
And as I was going through all of this, if any of these sections you have holes or you have gaps, make sure you take notes so that you take the time in order to figure out how you're going to patch things up and how you're going to fix things so that you can be successful. And I don't want you to feel freaked out and I don't want you to feel overwhelmed because if you needed help or you had really big gaps in any of these items, make sure you stay tuned to Recloseted Radio. If you haven't already, subscribe because I'm going to be diving deep into these topics over the next few episodes and we're really going to make sure that we give you all the help and guidance you need. And I mentioned our Conscious Apparel Accelerator Program or CAA earlier in the episode. But this is our signature program that scales slow fashion brands and helps slow fashion founders increase their sales. And the four pillars I walked you through today is literally the four modules in the course and in the program that we walk through. So we help clients going through the program with their foundation, with their strategy, with their execution, and also with their team. Because these are the four things that I know will set slow fashion founders up for success. And so that's the exact framework and structure that we take our clients through in our program. So again, like if you need some help, don't worry, we have the resources to help you. And doors to CAA aren't open right now, but they will be in a couple of months. But in the meantime, we do have a free sales ebook and workbook that you can download so that you can start to think about these things and work towards your goals. To download the ebook, visit www.recloseted.com sales, and I will also have the link down in the show notes, but that will get you access to the workbook and the ebook, and then also put you on the Conscious Apparel Accelerator waitlist, so you will be the first one to hear when doors open again in a couple of months. And that was today's episode. If you enjoyed it and you took a lot out of it, it would be greatly appreciated if you could take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories, and tag us at Recloseted. Additionally, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe because new episodes will be automatically downloaded, and it also helps us as well to continue to provide this podcast for free to you and continue to share all of these valuable resources. If you haven't already, also make sure you rate Recloseted 5 stars if you think we deserve it and write a positive review. That really helps us as well. And we will see you again next week. And in the meantime, together, let's write the harmful fashion industry.